Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. What's up, guys? Welcome to our show. Good people, welcome. By the way, I don't want to discriminate bad people. Welcome to our show as well. Anyway, welcome <laughs> to our show. And today we discuss about Wix. It's so popular today. I, I have a bunch of questions about Wix. And that's why I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Morty Oberstein. How are you? Good. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, big pleasure, big pleasure. I know you are working on Wix. Uh, before we start, just tell more about your experience, background, and why you decided <laughs> to take this high position. Wow, so background. Okay, so um, I got into, I used to be a teacher. Before that, I used to be in property management, and this is 15, 20 years ago at this point. Wow, I'm getting old. Um, I don't look as old as I am. <laughs> and then I got in, I was doing um, content marketing. I was doing content writing for, uh, for a company, and they needed someone to write web content. They're like, hey, we love how you write. You're a great writer. Could you write web? I mean, yeah, I could totally write web content. No problem. I could write, I could write anything. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, great. And can you bring in organic traffic? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. What's organic traffic? Mm-hmm. So that kind of got me started on my, on my SEO journey. One thing led to another. Did a consulting for a while. And I ended up at Rank Ranger, which is a um, one of the SEO platforms, one of the SEO tools. They recently got bought out by uh, similar web this week. Um, I started working as a content manager for them, ended up being their CMO, moved on to Wix, my first tour of duty at Wix um, as their SEO liaison, sort of um, the bridge between the SEO community and Wix. Was at SEMrush for a little bit of a time and it came back to Wix in what's it, February, February mm-hmm. um, as their head of SEO branding. So full circle, I'm back mm-hmm. home. Nice, nice, love it. Uh, I want to start from the first question uh, about Wix. Uh, you know, uh, for example, um, when um, I take part on, in many communities, when I get questions, and in most cases, uh, SEO specialists tell uh, WordPress is the best for SEO. Uh, Wix is not. Yeah, it's not my opinion. I just uh, no, share no, no, the no. common thinking. Yeah, it's common yeah. thinking. Can you tell, yeah. is it correct or not? Can we optimize websites on Wix mm. today and how we can... Uh, Create content on Wix much better than on WordPress on uh, any other platforms. Let's okay. don't touch WordPress. <laughs> so <clears throat> there's there's a lot to that question, and and I'll, I'll take I'll take it as best as I can. Yes, the answer to the first question is yes. You can absolutely optimize your site for on, on Wix. It's a there's there's nothing that you shouldn't be able to do fundamentally to optimize your site however you would like to for for SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't take my word for it. John Mueller from Google's talked about this multiple times. Just if you Google John Mueller Wix SEO search and journal, you find a whole bunch of articles about John Mueller talking about Wix is great. In fact, in the article itself, John, there's a they quote John Mueller saying, you know, back in the day, I'll I'll tell you why. You know, Wix didn't have the best SEO reputation. And he goes that you know reputation sometimes linger on, but that is completely not true at this point, basically. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, that's not a direct quote, but like that's uh, paraphrasing what he said. And the reason why Wix had a bad reputation around SEO for multiple reasons was back in the day, we're talking like Wix will be 16 years old in October. So back in the day, like, you know, 15 years ago, Wix was, you know, Wix was built on Flash. That has not been the case for a long time. Mm-hmm. But some of those things linger, uh, linger on. You know, you, we used to use um, hash bang URLs. If not use hash bang URLs in a long time. In fact, Wix is the only closed CMS where you can edit the folder, the folder names for your blogs and your product pages. Mm-hmm. Like that's how far we've come. I, I, I'll put myself out there saying this, and um, I don't mean this in any sort of um, egotistical sort of way, but just I think it's just a fact. Wix, as in terms of the closed CMSs, is the most advanced for SEO. Mm-hmm. We've nice. invested an absolute ton into doing uh, what you could do for SEO. The, it ranges from being able to obviously, I say this obviously, being able to edit your robot.txt file if you need to. Don't touch it if you don't need to. Um, being able to edit your meta tags, uh, you know, your robot, your robot's meta tags, your your title tags, your meta description. All of that is completely editable. In fact, on the for the most part, you can do that at scale. So, for example, mm-hmm. if I wanted to add my brand name to all of my title tags on all of my, I have a thousand product pages. So you can add your brand name to all of your title tags for all of your product pages or your blog pages in one click, basically. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, nice. To, to doing things like bulk redirects. 
to editing the slugs in your URLs. Like I mentioned before, editing the, the folder names on your, uh, your blog and product pages. There's a ton of, there's a full stack dev tool inside of Wix called Velo. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to dynamically create content, you could do that. If you wanted to, whatever functionality you want to create, there's an absolute ton you can do. It's a really powerful tool. It's not what it used to be. Um, it hasn't been that way for quite a while at this point. I, I'll, I'll point out another cool tool, nothing to do with SEO per se. There's an edit um, accessibility wizard inside of Wix. So Wix will audit your site and tell you, you know, over here, you have low contrast. You can, people who have a, um, a, a vision deficiency cannot see your text in your, on this page. Like that's how far Wix has come. So that's that question. Mm -hmm. the, second, the second question is about WordPress. Um, first off, the way I see them, the way I see CMS is I don't think the entire planet should all be on Wix. That's not mm -hmm. how this works. That's like saying, yeah, every SEO should use uh, Screaming Frog. Well, no, right? Mm -hmm. You have different needs. You might need to use Sitebulb or you might need to use Content King or you might need to use, you know, one of, you don't need a fan, you don't need a deep crawl kind of tool. Whatever all-in-one SEO tool you're using, that site audit's completely fine for you, right? Mm -hmm. So different folks, different strokes for different folks. That said, yes, if you want to be able to access the server, and change that and don't get locked out while you're doing it. You can't do that on Wix. However, by the way, just for the record, Wix will pick the the the, the optimal CDN, the fastest CDN for you automatically. We have multiple CDNs. We'll choose the one that's fastest for you. So yes, if you're looking for that kind of thing, you can't do that on a closed CMS. Wix is a closed CMS. I don't think I've talked to John Mueller about this on Twitter. You can probably Google, um, search for it on Twitter or Google it. And find it where John's like, why would you want to touch the, the server? Don't mess with that. You'll lock yourself out. But fine, let's say that's your thing. That's that's then, then fine. At the same time, there's always trade-offs, right? So our downtime is basically zero, statistically speaking. Mm -hmm. So when, when, when I don't remember this a couple months ago, or maybe it's a year ago at this point. So everyone who was on Amazon on Amazon was um operating through them felt felt was down for a whole day. Half the web was down. So yeah, we do use that CDN, but we automatically switched off it when it went down. So if you're running a commerce site and your competitors down, if you're running a Wix site, you weren't. So it's really a full picture. It's secure. It's security, right? None of the, it's a closed CMS. So all the vulnerabilities that you have with plugins don't exist with Wix. Mm -hmm. um, reliability and the SEO. So yeah, there are, it's it's an opportunity cost. Like if you it's it's more important to you to have access to your server than it is to worry about the vulnerabilities of a plugin, then fine. Like that makes sense. You shouldn't use Wix. Mm -hmm. But if it's not, and you're worried about vulnerability, you worry about reliability, and you want to be able to customize things for SEO, then like then Wix is a great option for you. That's what mm -hmm. I mean. Like, so this idea, uh, it's nothing to do with Wix or Shopify or Squarespace or WordPress. This idea of one CMS, the whole web should be built on one CMS. That is an idea I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Well explained. You know, Anastasia Manzul uh, stole my second question because uh, actually I wanted to ask this question. Uh, is it possible to fix technical errors on Wix? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a very broad question, but fundamentally, yes. Um, you, you first of because you can you can you can customize your robust no, uh, meta tags. You can customize you know mm -hmm. so no index right. So you, client, I've done this by the way. So I was showing somebody a, a Wix site that I have, trying to explain to them how it works. And there's a top, there's multiple ways you can add a no index tag to a Wix site mm -hmm. uh, or to a page in particular. Let's say one of the ways in in the way that wix works is in it, wherever you're editing your page whether it's in the editor whether it's in our dashboard wherever you're changing the content on the page there's a little toggle that says remove from google or something like that i don't remember the exact wording and there's basically mm -hmm. a, a toggle switch to add a no index tag so i was showing somebody yeah it's like really easy to add a no index here just bam just click this toggle switch mm -hmm. i forgot to turn it i forgot to turn it back google crawl the try to call the page it couldn't Right. So the, there's this URL is like gone. Sorry. Uh -huh. And it was at one of those points where you couldn't resubmit the remember If you remember, maybe it's like two years ago at this point, you couldn't resubmit the URLs. Like there was like a bug or Google had like this like lag. I forgot the exact situation. And like, all right, I waited for like six months to recrawl it. So the, mm -hmm. the short answer is yes, you can fix a lot. Structured data is completely customizable, except for like one, a couple of page types where you have to use. I mean, it is, but rephrase that it is fully customizable. 
there's one or two page types, very uncommon page types for the most part where you have to use our dev tool Velo to, to customize your extra data. But for the most part, you can do it right in the dashboard, right in the editor, copy and paste, edit, whatever it is. So mm -hmm. yeah, if you have an error in your structured data, you can absolutely fix that because it's customizable. By the way, on structured data, just so you know, so for a lot of your page types, for your vertical pages, let's call them for blog, for products, product could be the easiest example. For your product pages, we create out-of-the-box markup or for mm -hmm. your courses, let's say. Um, you can customize that markup. Or you could say, I don't want to use your markup. I'm going to add a custom markup. You can use ours and add another one on top of it. Again, it's customizable. But when Google changes their, their requirements for, and this is, again, like you're talking about Wix versus WordPress, this is a scenario where it's different. Um, and it's just different. I'm not going to say better or worse. It's just different. When Google changes the requirements for rich results. So I recently changed one. I think it was around courses. In the past, I changed one around uh, events. We already handled it. So you literally had to do, you had to do nothing. You didn't have to go in and change the code for thousands of product pages, let's say. It was already done for you. And if it wasn't done for you, our team will implement it and do it for you. So you don't have to necessarily worry about it. So what you get with it, and this is like a fundamental, I guess, difference between a closed CMS versus an open CMS. Again, it's all about opportunity costs. What's your trick? Like what's important to you and your site? You get economy at scale, right? You get, okay, they'll do it for me. I don't have to worry about it. I, I, I Joe's from Yoast was just talking about this because um, I don't know if you saw this, but the last, um, a survey that they did of market share, CMS market share. So WordPress was losing market share and Wix and mm -hmm. Squarespace were quickly gaining market share. And one of the things that Joe's from, from Yoast was saying is that when, when you have to work on your WordPress website and fix, and fix um, the core web vitals, let's say optimize for core web vitals, which by the way, by default, Wix does better on core web vitals than a WordPress site does because it's something that we, it's important to us. We handle it. It's something on WordPress. Like, yeah, you handle it yourself. Mm -hmm. So, for example, 50% of all Wix sites pass Core Web Vitals uh, in, on mobile in the U.S., which is a stat I don't think people appreciate or realize. And what goes into that, for doing something like that, it's something obviously we're not happy. 50% is a great number. It's over. It's almost 60%, actually. It's a great number. But we won't be happy till it's 100%. And, of course, the thing like performance, it's always, it's always a work in progress. Um but what Joseph was saying was when Wix handles that, we handle it across the board. So if you have if you're running a hundred Wix sites, that's something that we're and something that we're fixing or we're optimizing that we're doing for you. You don't have to. It's that's a hundred sites you don't have to worry about. So there's an mm -hmm. economy of scale kind of thing, which I think is again, it's just a difference between a closed CMS and an open CMS, assuming the closed CMS is doing their job. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. We'll explain. Okay. Uh, let's talk about safety. Uh, uh, two times my website uh, was hacked on WordPress. You know, yeah, uh, we got this issue and we uh, lost traffic two times, you know, uh, and uh, that was hard to recover because in the first time we didn't know what's going on because we check out uh, with antivirus. Everything is fine. Uh, and uh, but the traffic uh, dropped in one day and we found that uh, from our website uh, there are a lot of inbound links we found them on ahrefs and <laughs> that was interesting and after that we got it that was hacked uh, we uh, fixed and spent three months to recover what about wix uh, how about safety on wix today so again like so that's what we we're saying before security is it, that kind of thing doesn't happen on a wix site you don't get hacked mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a, it's a closed, it's a closed ecosystem. That's the, again, that's the trade-off. And I think people, you know, they, when, I, I don't know why we do, we do this with everything. I think SEOs in general do this with everything, although it's, it's less so I think now than in the past we're like, yeah, if I like this tool, this tool's great. And that one sucks. Like mm -hmm. they're both good and this tool is good for you. And this tool is good for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same sort of thing, right? So again, you're talking trade-offs. So security is not an issue on Wix. We do that for you. We take that extremely seriously. And because it's a closed CMS, we have the ability to do that for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas again, with open CMS, you don't. Now that's an opportunity cost kind of thing. What 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 do you want to have to deal with and not deal with? Like if if you don't want to have the headache of having to, okay. Um, plugins, I need to uh, update it. I need to go make sure. Now I need to go into my site. Now I need to go make sure everything is a, -A okay. 
Now you might not mind doing that, and that, and that's fine. Instead, I'm not judging. Like that's just a judgment call. That's what it's a preference kind of thing. If you don't want to have to worry about it, or I'll put it this way: if you're an SEO, if you don't want to have to have a situation where, hey, you know what? I worked on the site for a year. Client's done. They don't want. They canceled the con. Not even. I don't want to cancel the the, the contract. But like the, our, our work here is done. They don't want to keep up with the monthly. Every once in a while, maybe every six months or so, they'll call me back in and they'll have me tweak a few things. Blah blah blah. Do you want them to have to say, hey, you left me this site and um, a week later, it's it's a total mess. What the hell happened? Mm -hmm. And now you have to explain to them, it was it me. Someone hacked the site or there was a vulnerability, blah, blah, blah. What happens to the site when you leave, when you're done with it, for, for example? So mm -hmm. on a Wix site, you don't have to worry about it. So again, different situations, I think, require different things. So know the kind of site that you're working with and know what they need. If they're coming to you and saying, hey, we, we want to work for a year, and then after that, we'll have you come in once once or twice a year just to tighten things up. Maybe you don't want to have them in a scenario where they're going to be, because they're not going to keep up on it, and they're not going to pay a dev. They don't have the kind of money for it. They don't want to pay for whatever the situation is. Maybe you mm -hmm. don't want to leave them like that in that situation. Maybe you do want to leave them in a closed environment like Wix so they don't come back to you and say, why did you leave us like this? Even though it's not really your fault, but it's again, it's the kind of thing like Google. Like they don't want to put you in a bad site. It's not really, hey, it's on our site. We, you know, you came to us, we gave you a result. That's what the site did. But Google appreciates that. And they say, no, like we want to put you on a fast site because we know that if you go to a site and it's a bad experience, you're going to end up blaming us. So the same kind of thing with, you know, as it being an SEO itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, let's talk about creating content. For example, uh, on WordPress, uh, I have a team. Uh, copywriter, editor, uh, content manager, designer, uh, web developer, SEO specialist, uh, pro probably someone else, you know, like seven people. Uh, I think two SEO specialists because someone anal uh, analyzes... Uh, uh, metrics, uh, the second just uh, technical errors. Okay, uh, what about Wix? Do I need to have such team to create high quality content? Because I think, yeah, I need to have copywriter and editor. Uh, what about uh, the rest? Well, again, it, it really all depends on what you want to do and what you're doing. Like, I, I think, I'll, again, I'll quote John, John Mueller. There was a, there was an SEO named Rob May, who was like, maybe it's again two years ago, saying, you know, I'm going to set up a Wix site, I'm going to set up a WordPress site, and I'm going to test it out. And John was like, you know, when you kind of do these tests, they're not really very telling because you're not treating it like a real website. And the one thing led to another. And John said, anyway, I find that the closed CMSs, for the most part, take care of all the technical issues. The real issue is around content that, mm -hmm. you know, business owners should focus on creating content. Like, so if you have a client who's on a closed CMS, focus on creating good content. I think that's true, by the way. And I think just a side point, I think Google realizes there's a content shortage. And I know when you go to Google, you go, yeah, yeah, they got me like 0.3 seconds, 4 million results. But how many of them are good? And mm -hmm. there's a lot of crap on the web, but I think there's a vicious, like the whole conversation we can have about why I think this is, but there's a vicious cycle around this where there's not a lot of good content. And Google realizes, hey, we need SMBs. We need SMEs to create content because let's say you sell vacuum cleaners, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're the expert, not some not some agency out there in the middle of, you know, in, in Kansas who's just a random content agency, who's just going to Google and creating copycat content. You're the actual expert. Let's give you a, an incentive to create content. So I think Google realizes that the, the, a CMS like Wix is an important part of the ecosystem because it allows an SMB to say, I don't necessarily need a design team. I don't need a developer. And I can get away from, on the SEO side. I can get away with a lot. Now, you probably should have an SEO, but fundamentally speak, if I just wanted to spin up a blog and create content, I could do that and be, still be a technically sound plat, uh, site. So the question is, or the answer is, it depends. Mm -hmm. And I'll qualify. I won't just say it depends. It depends on who you are. What, what's your budget? Do you have a budget? No. Don't feel like you can't create content because Wix will do a lot of the things for you. Like again, like for example, if you have a physical address listed on your, on your home, but we will create local business markup for you automatically. You don't need an SEO to come in and do that. We do that for you. So we do the foundational things that let you function as a website and rank as a website. So always ironic when I hear, well, can you rank with a Wix? It's the opposite. Could you, could you rank if it wasn't a Wix website? I don't mean just Wix. If it wasn't a system like Wix, mm -hmm. 
right? Where if you're a small, if you're an SMB or an SME spinning up a WordPress site and you don't know to add this markup on your site, could you function? Could you rank or rank as well? Now, if you're a larger site, for example, oh, what's the name? It's, um, oh man, so one of the wrestling, um, um, production companies oh you like the wwe there's another uh, one i think it's called uh, I'm elite not wrestling. i like you in boxing <laughs> right so like what it's one of these big wrestling federations so they're a wix site mm -hmm. right jennifer lopez by the way is a wix site um mm -hmm. there if you're one of these bigger kind of sites and you're producing for example this wrestling site i think they have a, a blog and, and podcast and they have a ton of content going on they're producing multi they're producing tons of content and maybe they're they're working. They're going to end up with duplicate content, or maybe they need to really canonicalize one thing to the next thing. So then you do need to have an SEO come in and, and work on that. It's the same thing as any other kind of of platform. It really depends on what you're doing. The advantage is that in certain cases you can get away with less because we do some things out of the box for you. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, uh, I remember when uh, WordPress started. Uh, that was more about blogging. Today it's multifunctional. Uh, it's the same with open card. And you know, uh, I still can see these opinions that that WordPress is for blogging, uh, uh, open card for uh, online shop. Uh, what about Wix? Uh, you can provide uh, everything. I mean, like uh, to create many different kinds of businesses, or uh, you uh, pay attention to some uh, I don't know, like specializing in some directions. Well, we definitely have our focus areas. For example, we have a whole special product around bookings. Right, so if you mm -hmm. offer, let's say, you know, a, a business that's relying on, on booking, so Wix has a whole special product for you. We have, if you're a fitness business, we have a whole special product for you. So we mm -hmm. do specialize, we do cater to do to uh, niches. We have a restaurants product. So again, however, the idea of let's say of a Wix versus a Shopify, let's say as, as a as a construct, as a concept is Shopify is, is for e-commerce. Wix is a website builder. So you can do whatever you want kind of thing. So you could run a blog, you could run a commerce site, you could run wh whatever site you could possibly imagine on Wix. It's, it's, it's meant to be, you can do what you want with it. Mm -hmm. Are there certain things that we've developed that help you do certain things really well? Absolutely. And are there going to be more of those things? I can only imagine. So I mm -hmm. hope that answers the question. The answer is yes, everything. Are there particular mm -hmm. products that you should explore? That help you do things really well absolutely yes definitely check that out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh okay i have the question about plugins on wordpress i have a bunch of plugins thousand plugins that uh, and you know i can choose them uh and it helps to save time what about weeks do you use some plugins uh for for example i can see that yoast moved to shopify what about weeks so okay on the on the yoast thing so by happens to be a lot of things that yoast does we do automatically built they have a, a built-in tool for that so don't think oh i have that functionality with yoast i can't do that like uh setting up like you know say structured data across all of your page types so again mm -hmm. customizing structured data across all of your product pages or across all of your course pages or across all of your uh blog pages so that's something you can do however yes there's a whole app market for example we're talking to seos we have a deep crawl app inside of wix so you can run a site audit using deep crawl for i think it's i don't quote me on the price i think it's seven dollars a month using mm -hmm. deep crawl mm -hmm. yeah there's email marketing apps there's um there's uh sales apps there's tracking there's there's a whole app market so the, the answer is yes also we're talking about talking to digital marketers so wix has a product called ascend which i love um mm -hmm. This is again the, the strength of Wix. Yes, we we reach out to other partners. Again, like in the case of Deep Crawl, there's a Deep Crawl app. We also do things ourselves because we're an awesome development team. Mm -hmm. There's a product called Ascend, and it's basically a, a platform where you can market yourself. For example, there is an email marketing platform in there, meaning it's a version of let's say Mailchimp inside of Wix, so you can create newsletters. Right, mm -hmm. I, I compare it to like it, to me the functionality is very much like using Aweber if you've ever used Aweber. Uh, there's a, a version of kind of like Canva if you want to set up, uh, you want to create you know sort of these like banners for social media in there. You can set up your Facebook posts automatically. It's built in there. You can create videos inside of inside of the, this platform. You can create stories like for Facebook again inside of this platform. So again a place to really explore the platform and what wix offers and some of the add-ons that you can you know i wouldn't call upgrade to but i guess upgrade to 
In this case, it's called Ascends. I, I definitely recommend checking it out. I think it's an awesome product. I'm not just plugging, by the way. I'm not very – I know I'm coming across as salesy. I'm not like that. I just happen to really like it. <laughs> nice, nice. Love it. Yeah, especially – yeah, uh, Deep Crawl is famous, technical errors. No, it's great. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I read this news that uh, Deep Crawl uh, – I don't remember – the exact time it's like a few months ago yeah uh yeah it was uh um, so bad with timing and dates but i would imagine it's less than a year ago more uh, to come yeah. dropping hints dropping hints more to come okay possible yeah <laughs> yeah i remember that no, not possible. I, I it's coming it's coming <laughs> i know <laughs> okay got it uh let's talk about uh unique pictures uh i i don't know po you know, when uh, I'm talking with webmasters on Wix, and they usually use templates. You know, uh, I think uh, mm -hmm. on Wix you have a bunch of templates. But, uh, you know, uh, for example, I don't like templates. It doesn't mean that uh, they are bad. It's better to provide something unique. Uh, can I uh, uh, adapt, I don't know, or create unique pictures, unique structure on Wix? Uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, to, yeah. to stand out from the rest. Yeah, I mean, you can, you're, you can start off. There's three there's three builders inside of Wix. There's um, mm -hmm. It's called the ADI. And that's basically, I don't recommend if you're an SEO professional, if you're, it's basically if you're someone who has really no, very little digital experience. But my father would be, this would be great for him. It, it'll spin up the website for you, basically. Mm -hmm. So we really try to cater to every kind of user. Then there's the, the standard Wix editor. In there, is a blank template, meaning it's basically a, 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 a white page and you can build whatever you want. So the, yes, there's also a product called Editor X, which is, which is a, I won't say a more powerful builder, but it's really a builder where it lets you do a lot more things around design. So especially if you're a designer, that's very much catered for to you. And there are some differences between the two platforms, uh, whatever it is, but in both of those, you can you have a blank canvas and you just, just go whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, you know, when um, when uh, I have conversation with uh, SEO professionals uh, or uh, yeah, webmasters, you know, uh, I often see when they use only a tiny percent of existing features. For example, if they use SEMrush or Ahrefs, they usually use keyword research. But mm -hmm. uh, these tools have many other great features. What about Wix? You know, uh, for example, uh, uh, once I spoke with my brother, he has a website on Wix and uh, he used only a few features on Wix. Can you yeah. uh, lead these people uh, to the right direction? How to learn more about Wix? How to know other features? Uh, probably we have the problem here because people don't understand how to use it uh, to uh, all features, all yes. uh, multifunctional possibilities. Yeah, It's a real, it's a real problem in general with like digital platforms having worked on a bunch of them it's like it's definitely a pain point where you're working on these like how do we do this um yeah so i, I mentioned ascend which is your digital marketing tools and digital marketing platform definitely check that out velo if you're an mm -hmm. seo if you're a developer check out velo particularly if you're a technical seo it's again it's a full stack dev tool and i know you hear that people think wix full stack dev tool that's where we're at right we're at where the point where wix is a full stack dev tool Definitely check that out. There's a ton of things you can do in there. There are some things that are important for SEO. For example, dynamic pages. Okay, let me make a distinction. There are dynamic pages like a blog. So a Wix blog are dynamic pages. Not talking about that. Or product page are dynamic. I'm talking about customized dynamic pages. You're starting off with nothing. right? Just fully like blank, blank slate dynamic pages. So those don't have a ton of um, SEO customability on it. But using the dev tool, Velo, you can do whatever you want with it. So definitely important to know Velo. And you can create custom functionality. You can pull in AP. There's a bunch of APIs you can pull in. There's a ton of stuff you can do on there to create dynamic content using Velo. It's something I would recommend checking out. The other thing is just off the cuff is uh, the content manager inside of Wix. So again, that's a thing you can connect to a database. Um, you can create um, dynamic pages really easily. You can manage those pages inside of basically it's, Inside of the Wix dashboard is like a spreadsheet kind of functionality. So you can change the title of the page. You can change your, you know, and whatever it is, you can manage those pages inside of the content manager really easily at scale kind of thing. So definitely check out the, the, um, the, the content manager. And I'll say it again, cause it's worth repeating. It's something I think is important. When you go into the Wix editor, the very top, there's a thing, a bar that's many says settings in there is the accessibility wizard. Click on that run that by the way for seo it will tell you where you're missing all text and images because that's an important thing for accessibility it's more important for accessibility than seo so definitely check that out 
Um, and there's a there's a million things again with all these platforms. Oh, 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 okay. Inside of marketing and in, in your Wix dashboard, there is an absolute ton of analytics. I just when I if you go follow me on Twitter, that'll plug to follow me on Twitter. You don't have to follow me, just check me out on Twitter. The last couple of days I've run through just bare bones a ton of what's in the Wix analytics. So use the Wix analytics, there's bot log reports if you're an SEO. So you don't have to request access to the server. We are this, we're giving it to you. You don't have to connect that. You know, in SEMrush, you can connect your, your servers to get bot logs automatically. If you're using Wix and bots are coming to your site, which they are, you have bot log data. You can see how many, how, how often, you can see how often Ahrefs or SEMrush is crawling your page. Mm -hmm. That's no. the level of bot log that's in there. So definitely check that out. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, you can find uh, all the links to Twitter, uh, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, you're active on Twitter, yeah? Okay. Yeah, active uh, on Twitter, active on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, oh. but like, I don't really do anything on Facebook. I hate Facebook, to be honest. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below uh, when you are listening to uh, us on Apple, Google, Spotify. I have the, the question about filters. Uh, you know, uh, for example, uh, on WordPress, uh, uh, I found the problem when uh, filters create duplicate content, a lot of duplicate content. Mm -hmm. It takes time to remove it. Sometimes we can remove it. We need to use other features. What about Wix? Uh, do you have such issues when you uh, create page, but this page creates many other pages, especially for online shops? You know, when we have a bunch yeah. of products, it's hard to uh, check it out. And yeah. Uh, so, the, so let's take, let's take the, the, the products. Like, great, great. You add the filters, right? Now you have all these URLs. Mm -hmm. We automatically canonicalize the those those uh, faceted URLs, mm -hmm. right? Back to the original product page. You have to do nothing. In general, mm -hmm. by the way, as a rule, we canonicalize back to the to the to the to the we self-canonicalize, right? But in cases where we have like, yeah, you click the filter for you know blue and small, and now you have a whole new URL, so we canonicalize back to the actual product page. You don't have any of those issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Uh, let's talk about money. Uh, can you recommend uh, the best subscription price? You know, uh, what kind of uh, features to take <laughs> on Wix? Because, you know, for if, if someone want to get SEO traffic results, of course, uh, for me, it's better to take everything. But <laughs> provide your insights about that. There's different... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to... To say like I'm not I'm not a good salesperson, so I don't I don't know all of the various plans. However, I'll break it down this way: there are very but for them okay, for SEO and in general the things that Wix offers we don't ups, we don't upsell tools. Mm -hmm. Okay, so whatever subscription you buy, or if you you're just using the free site, for the most part, there's only like for example like one or two things you can't do this on the SEO side if you're not if you don't have a premium site. So we have a special connection with um with uh, search console with Google, where you can just one click verification because of the way a free site or freemium works, just does, it just doesn't work. It's not like we would give it to you. It just doesn't work with search console that way. So, mm -hmm. but outside of things like that, there's, there's no upselling Every, you have everything. So if mm -hmm. you want to work on your SEO and you're using a Wix site and you don't want to, you don't want, you want to use a freemium, go ahead. There are certain mm -hmm. things you can't do in terms of, you know, a Wix store and having a card and blah, blah, blah. You need to upgrade. Um, but for uh, for the most part, across the board, whatever premium plan you buy, the tools are there for you. Obviously, different plans are for your know, design for a business versus you know for an individual creator and so forth. And I'm really bad at that stuff, and I apologize. I don't know the difference between like one plan versus the next plan. <laughs> um, I'm sure that we have plenty of content around that. Also, just what the type of editor you want to use. So if you're working on the standard Wix editor, editor that's one plan. If you're using the editor X, which again are our our you know souped up boosted editor that does a lot around design different breakpoints and blah 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 that's a different plan so that's how i'll break it down the the, the particulars i suck at this i'm sorry i'm not a <laughs> i'm a terrible salesperson which is why i'm not in sales <laughs> yeah. look. let me know if you have any questions i'm happy to help you out okay uh i have the question about support you know uh, for example on wordpress if i have some issue I don't know what I need to do. I need to Google, to search forums, to, I don't know, many, many things to do, you know, but I can't ask anyone, you know, can you help me with that? What about Wix? So we have a wonderful support team. I, I interact with them a lot. Um, they're on, they're online on, I'm online. They're on social media. 
Um, there's there, there's all the, the knowledge base. You can chat with somebody. You get a phone call. I, 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 I will tell you that the response time on getting a call back is I will actually, it's easier for me as a Wix employee, as opposed mm-hmm. to going directly to like sending an email to somebody on the support team. By the time they see the head of the head of SEO support, by the time they see their email and get back to me, it's easier for me just to go to the, the help center, request a call back. Be like, hey, how does this work? I, you're having this problem on my site. I, get, I, I had a problem, for example, upgrading, renewing my subscription. I was using, I, as a Wix employee, I get a voucher. I get a coupon to use. And how do I do that over here? It was easier for me to go to the Wix support, get a call back in three minutes. And it was to email somebody on the coupon team and say, how does this work? Wait for them to get off their lunch break, answer me back. You know, and mm-hmm. just just to call up. How um, At the same time, I, I know because I get a lot of emails back and forth on this, particularly on SEO, the team is really concerned about getting it right. And they'll come to me and say, hey, someone had a question about SEO. What do you think? Like you give us a, you know, how, how do you think we should respond to this? Is this correct? So we try to get it as right as we possibly can. So it's a really good team. of really trying as hard as we can on, on niche things. I'll say niche, lack of a better word, around SEO. Though I don't find SEO to be niche at all. I don't think we as a company do. I don't know why I use that word, but for a particular topics, that's what I'll say it um, like SEO. We try to really be as specific as we possibly can. And th- believe it or not, the support team is emailing people like myself or Crystal Carter or not daily Malik asking me, Hey, well, how would you phrase this? Is this the right way to say this? Mm-hmm. So a plus yeah. our support team. Valuable. Love it. Uh, okay. Let's talk more about SEO. Uh, Live weeks. Uh, your predictions about SEO. Uh, what kind of future are you expecting? Because you know, yeah, I, I I often get the question: SEO is dying. You know, what I can do? Do I need to pay attention with that? Your predictions about SEO? Okay. Oh man. Okay. So two things. One kind of hits on what I talked about before. So I'll talk about this. There, I've seen a bunch of articles lately about okay, uh, you know, Google's not getting it right with their results, which to me is insane, and I know is a hot take. Because I'm someone who tracks the algorithm very, very closely, having uh, worked with, on tools like Rank Ranger and Semrush, and I still have access to Semrush's database on this tracking, like what's going on in the algorithm. So it's something I have like my finger on the pulse of, and seeing what's happening, I think it's a complete opposite, right? Google's interjecting machine learning into the algorithm more and more and more. You see them trying to use the machine learning more and more and more, and the way the algorithm updates are rolling out. There's co- it's basically a constant state of update. They're doing their best to get it right. And I don't think we're going backwards. We're only going forwards in, in, in progress here. I think mm-hmm. what's happening is, is that people are getting wise. So when you have people like, you know, a Sundar or Mark going to, to Congress and testifying about privacy and then and ad targeting. I know what, okay, so when Google went to Congress, I remember everybody laughing, right? Congress is literally asking, you know, oh, are you tracking me right now on my phone? And everybody's like, ah, this is ridiculous. But it's, it's actually a big deal because what happens is the regular average person looks at that and says, you know, do I need to be concerned about what's going on online? Uh, what's going on? These ads that Google's showing me, do I need to be suspicious now? How are they doing that? My wife will ask me, hey, how is Facebook showing me like there's a concern now and it ups the level of digital consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing a study on this for, um, I think it was PubCon back over this last summer, I think. Mm-hmm. So keyword search volume around things around data privacy mm-hmm. is up something like two, 300% from 2017. <laughs> and that's meaning people are way more concerned about it than they ever were. And that creates, Hey, you know, the results I'm getting on Google, how good are they? And what I expect is different. So I don't think the results are worse. I think our expectations are much higher. So back in the day when Google was say, working with, like, fun- fundamentally on pay- uh, based on PageRank, what it was able to do and not do in terms of assessing quality was very limited, all things being equal or looking back on it retroactively, like you know, you know, hindsight bias. That meant that as a content creator, I can get away with creating X level of content. I don't have to have the best content. I just, you know, it's got to be a certain level. When people, so that what Google would show that that was the best we have. That's the best we can do. People would go on the web and they would be like, okay, I guess this is what web content is. You know, five easy ways to buy a TV. That's just what web content is. Okay, fine. 
Google's creating an incentive of creating X level of quality because that's all it can do in terms of the algorithm. I'm not incentivized as a content creator to create anything better. And as a user, when I see it, I'm like, all right, this is just what web content is. Content, by the way, in terms of expectations, is one of the most changing things on the planet. Right? When you think back, I, the, the example I always use, I know I'm going off on a tangent here. I'll come back around, I promise. It was, I think, the 1960 presidential debate in the U.S. It was the first one televised on TV. And Richard Nixon, when you listened to him on the radio, did much better than Kennedy. But when you watched him on TV, he looked like a schlub. He had, he had a five o'clock shadow. He didn't shave. He looked angry. Kennedy looked handsome. He looked positive. He looked, he looked, he looked sexy. It was, John, it was JFK, right? So he won the debate. Why? Because what people, the content medium changed and the expectation thereafter of what a presidential debate should look, feel, and sound like changed. Now it had to be suave. Now it had to look good, right? Everything about the content expectations changed overnight. The way we could consume content or expectations around content are constantly changing. And SEOs, we completely miss this point. We're at a point where user expectations around content have changed because users are way more savvy now. You see it now in, in reviews, right? Is this a real review? Is this should I really trust this review? That's web content. That's a that's a change in how people look at web content. What people now expect from web content is very different. And while Google has been ahead of the curve for a long time, I would say since circa 2018 with the advent of the new series of core updates, a medic update, those kind of things, in trying to get and, and trying to get web content right. And trying to incentivize content creators to do better. When Google released something, the medic update, now you have to worry about things like um, your authority profile, right? So Google, I remember in the September 2019 core update, I remember looking and seeing a bunch of sites do this, where Google was saying, hey, you have a, you're a finance page all about loans and you're using marketing language, like get the best loan ever. You, this is a classic loan. Google's like, hey, that kind of marketing language is not appropriate here. Because you can literally be costing people their financial lives. Now tone becomes part of the factor. Google's trying to incentivize creators say, don't do that anymore. So I think Google's ahead of the curve. It's taken a long time for content creators to get on board with, hey, you know what? I got penalized. What was it? It wasn't just my links or it wasn't just my, my technical health of the site. It was how, how I am creating content. The, the, the quality of my content. They'll think I don't want to have to do because it's really time consuming and it's really expensive. Now I yeah. have to do. So now you have to, there's an incentive now to create really good content, but we haven't done it yet. So now it, the content is not available. And Google's like, we would love to rank this stuff. Look at the product review of what they're doing on that kind of thing. And people are coming looking, hey, Google, you're not showing me good results. The future of, of SEO is quality content that Google needs it. And that it's the going to democratize the SERP in order to get there. I know I'm like going back to CMS where I mind that's naturally going to go. Google needs to incentivize people who are actually experts in whatever it is that they're doing, whatever it is that their business sells or provides to write content because content marketing agencies are going to literally put up the same crap as been going on out there forever. Sky, you know, skyscraper content. We'll just do it like 1% better. It's not what Google wants. And it's kind of the reason why you have people like, you know, the New Yorker writing articles like the content stinks. Well, it's not really Google, in my honest opinion. It's us because we're still writing content like five easy ways to buy a laptop or five easy ways to be an SEO. It really should be a much more nuanced dive into how to be a good SEO. And I think the future of SEO is going to be a lot of small creators having the the space and you see them doing with the title tags, right? They're rewriting title tags. So where if you didn't, if you're on WordPress, let's say not so much a problem on Wix, we automatically throw in the H1 and you have home for your home page at the title tag. Google's like, Hey, we want you to rank. We want you to, to get clicks because you're an SMB. You're the expert here. We want to give you an incentive to, to keep creating content. So we'll take your title. We'll rewrite it so that when you're on the SERP, It'll be a decent title. You'll get clicks. And you'll feel like, yeah, I'll keep creating content. That's one thing. The other thing is going to be things like mom. Um, and that means, and I'll speak like really quickly. It means predicting user needs. And I'll, if you want, we'll go into why that is, but it means predicting what your user is going to need. What are the various stages of journey that they're going to have and writing content that takes it from a 360 degree uh, perspective 
because Google's going to be parsing topics way differently and way better. So you might have, for example, like uh, I, I want to hike Mount Adams, blah, 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 blah. You know, how, what can I do to prepare? So Google's going to parse the word prepare. This is their example they use with mom. Okay, does prepare meaning, uh, um, uh, you know, how to hike? Does it mean equipment that you need? If you don't have those various parts of your site content around all of those various, you know, parsing of the topic, you're going to limit your opportunity to rank because you just won't have that content available. So that's the future of SEO in my mind. Nice, nice. Yeah, you know how to explain about the future of SEO. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, SEO is not dying, but uh, uh, common copywriting is uh, dying. You know, when uh, people uh, write, rewrite content without providing new valuable insights and uh, when they don't understand the topic, uh, I, I'm not against copywriters. Uh, they are great if they research and write something new, if they spend time, if they don't write about quantity, if they research. Uh, and uh, it's like more journalism, yeah, when you write about quality and provide something new because journalists uh, never rewrite. They usually search, uh, find uh, what kind of information they can provide, breaking news, and uh, yeah, and we can consume this content because it's interesting. Uh, when the copywriters rewrite, I don't know, we, we have a bunch of uh, the same articles online um yeah i agree with you yeah completely. totally I, there's uh there was john Mueller was asked about this a while back and he talks about like you know eventually you'll have you know automation that'll create your title tag for you so as an seo they have to think seo is dying because of things like that it's like no it just means that it's going to shift so like let's take the example of an smb google basically trying to incentivize an SMB and SME to write content on their own that's really good that speaks to the because again they're the expert on that topic that's an opportunity in my mind for SEOs. That's an, an opportunity for SEOs to come in and say, hey, let me advise you strategically about how to focus, how to create content, what kind of content to create, what kind of intents to target, what kind of topics to, to write about, what kind of subtopics, how to structure that content. There's more opportunity. May It might not be in creating the title tag anymore if there's a, an automated tool that's going to do that for you. But that, when something like that happens, it opens SEO up to a whole new market. And I think you see, by the way, some of the SEO tools kind of pivoting towards SMBs at this point because they realize that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you unhided my next move because we are going to create a tool, an AI tool, uh, to write titles, descriptions, and text for, for, for a website. <laughs> Here you go. It's at that point. Yeah. Like, why not? Why would you? Why, why do you need to do that on your own if there's something that can handle that for you? Like, and again, like yeah. this is where SEOs kind of get like hung up. I'll take it like, oh, now I won't have this work to do or zero click searches. This is one of my like thing about zero click searches. Like, yeah, Google's stealing traffic. The SEOs kind of forget about it. But like, I'm a big baseball nut. When I want to go see if the Yan who did the Yankees win last night, I don't want to have to go to ESPN and click through three different menus and find the score. I just want to Google. Did the Yankees win? What's the Yankee score? And Google gives it to me. As a user, I don't, I don't want to have to go to that content, uh, the, the, to that website. Mm -hmm. The way we use and interact with content changes. So is Google stealing clicks or is Google saying content expectations have changed? You as a website need to pivot now. You're not going to get the traffic on the score. You might get traffic on like, you know, analyzing the strength of the, of the, of the New York Yankees. What's their strengths and weaknesses that that's yeah, you can totally, you know, kill it on that because content expectations or the way users expect to interact with content has changed. And I think for the future of SEO, SEO is dead. It only comes up in, in scenarios where we're stuck on the idea of like, this is what SEO is or how we function as SEOs and aren't willing to pivot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you know, I can see uh, right now that SEO is growing. And if SEO will be dying, it will be the process. Many years, you know, it's not like drop in one day. So yeah, I, I don't it, think it's dying. I will tell you, for Wix users, SEO is one of the hottest topics that we have. When we have like you know a webinar about SEO, it's like you know, it's like you know a, a bug on a on light. It's like super. I don't mean to rephrase that. It's it's mm -hmm. you know it, it's magnetic. Mm -hmm. If people are just drawn to SEO, and I think it's because people realize there's a a inherent connection between their website and Google. There's not an inherent connection between your website and social media. You could decide: Do I want to be on social media? Do I not want to be on social media? How do I want to use social media? Blah blah blah. You create a website. If assuming you don't know index the whole freaking thing, 
there's an inherent connection between you and Google. It exists. So I don't mm -hmm. think SEO is going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you remind me about uh, uh, Elon Musk. I remember when copywriter uh, sent me the text, 5,000 words. And when I check out the keyword, that was H uh, of Elon Musk. What? 5,000 words? Uh, are you kidding me? You know, because... Uh, you know, Google replies to this question. You don't need to open any content. You know, people yeah. are not interested to know their biography, his uh, achievements, rewards, anything. You know, his businesses, he, he, they want to know the age of Elon Musk. So, yeah, and it's better it. to learn with their time. <laughs> and, that, it, you know, it's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard because that means that the opportunity is in more targeted content which means it's more nuanced, it's more detailed, which means that more work has to go into it. So I understand the pain point, but it doesn't mean mm -hmm. there's not opportunity out there because Google's offering, you know, how old is, you know, Bill Gates kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Morty, for your time. You know, it's a big pleasure to learn from My you. My pleasure. Uh, <laughs> tell our audience, I know about Twitter, I'll share uh, in the description. Uh, tell uh, where they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Sure. Um, uh, at Morty Oberstein on, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, Morty Oberstein. Uh, my, I guess the website I use as my entity home is the SEORant.com, which is a you know, fun little podcast that I do, but I have a whole About Me page. So if you're really that interested, uh, or you can just Google who is Morty Oberstein, you know, see what Google tells you. <laughs> okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks for your time. A big pleasure. Valuable insight. Thank insights. you for having me. Yeah, I'll send this video uh, to my team. They need to learn something and, you know, to tell more about pics to our clients because many of them are still thinking that uh, WordPress is the best and that's it, you know. <laughs> so we can change mind. <laughs> I'm, ha I'm happy to answer any questions you have about Wix or anything in general that I know anything mm -hmm. about. I'm happy. I'm fully accessible. Come at me. Yeah, you changed my mind as well. <laughs> okay, <fine. laughs> Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.